Welcome to Elan Restoration Fellowship, where Jesus is King, Hamelech, Lord, Hashem, and Messiah, Mashiach. And now, Pastor and Rabbi, Billy Elias. It's Ha Chaim, in other words, the tree of life. Because going back to basics and going back, we've done everything, we've gone back to in the beginning God created, we've talked about Adam and Eve, we've talked about the serpent that, that was actually a seraphim. We've talked about Satan, his fall. We've talked about Adam and Eve and their fall and why they asked what they did, why they did what they did. And when God said, where are you? The answer they gave, we've broken down everything. But today, in this final chapter, I guess you'll say in this series, I wanted to talk about the two trees, the tree of life, Etz HaChaim, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, Es Chada Atov Wara. These two trees are very, 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 very important and still exist in the heavenly realm. So we started this with this whole series way back when, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 to 13. Now I'm going to read it out of the complete Jewish study Bible. I got this from Dr. Looper. Um, they've really done a lot of edits since it was first published. And I like the way this reads. It, you know, not just because it kind of backed up what I was saying, you know, but it, it makes it a lot easier to understand. They really did a great job on in interpreting the mindset into Hebrew. Now, ironically, they've entitled this book, and I've heard this before. It's not the book of Hebrews, it's the, the book of the Messianic Jews. Because the writer of this book wrote to the Messianic Jews. Um, so that's, they, they changed the name. So, but we're going to do, we're going to jump right in with Hebrews chapter five, verse 11 to 13 is kind of a review how we started the whole thing. We have much to say about this subject, meaning the, the, um, the Kohen Gadol, the great, the, the great priest to be compared with Melchizedek, right? So we have much to say about this subject, but it is hard to explain because you have become sluggish in understanding. For although by the time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the very first principles of the oracle of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who has to drink milk is still a baby. Without experience in applying the word about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, for those whose faculties have been trained by continuous exercise to distinguish good from evil. And you see, I believe very, very, very strongly that is the call. Our very first call as Christians is to know Hashem, get into relationship with Him, to train ourselves to discern good from evil. I'm not exactly sure that's happening. So when we talk about this, obviously discerning good versus evil takes practice. You have to incline your heart and incline your mind to hear the things of God and then you have to chew them and study them. You have to be diligent in seeking them out. 
See, the Hebrew word abodah is to work and worship. So when God said to Adam, you will cultivate the ground, what he's telling him is you're going to work the ground. You're going to study the ground. You're going to see how it works. And you're going to see how it will produce the fruit that you need to survive. It's the very mindset that he passes on to us. That here the writer of Hebrews is telling us that you need to practice. You need to cultivate. And we're going to do a, a, a series on how to study the word of God because reading is not studying. Reading is reading. Listening to it on the radio, like on CD and Bible, you know, the Bible CDs, that's not studying, that's reading it. That, that's just hearing. There's, there's a big difference. We have to understand what study is as opposed to what reading it is. There are so many people in the church today that have become religious in sitting down and reading their Bible every day. Yet, they can't discern truth from lie, fact from fiction, and good from evil. This takes study. And the other thing it takes is practice. It takes study and it takes practice. I.e., we must set our hearts to study the word, to practice the word. That is the solid food. That's why Ezra was the great scribe of Israel because he set his heart to study, to practice, and to teach all of Israel. All the mitzvot Hashem had given. Salvation is as much about application of a lifestyle as it is about living with the Messiah, Jesus, for the Christ for all eternity. Yes, yeah, salvation gives you eternal security only through Jesus, the glorious Messiah. There is no other way to heaven. It's sad that I have to make that point with an exclamation point. It is sad. I want to use the, 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 the words in Greek that translated into English. Verily, verily, I say to you, there is no way to the Father but through Jesus, the glorious Messiah, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Anybody tells you anything else, they are a P-wit. It is that simple. We can't have people standing up from the pulpit saying there are other ways. Other things, other lifestyles that will lead you to salvation. This is a lie perpetrated from the very beginning when Adam and Eve fell, ran into the garden, and covered themselves up with a fig leaf. In reality, salvation is the beginning of a new journey into intimacy with Hashem. So we're going to go to Genesis chapter 2. The verse 15, just as a brief overview, okay? We're going to go all the way back to Bereshit, Bereshit, chapter 2, and we are going to verse number 15. Now, Adonai God took the person and put him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate and care for it. He put him in the garden to cultivate and care for it. We've already spoken about that. To cultivate, to study, to observe. Again, to see 
what needs to, to how to get that ground to bear the fruit that you need. What fruit? Well, obviously, we want the fruit of righteousness, which means we have to be diligent. So we're talking about the Garden of Eden. It was two things. It was an earthly place, which was visible, which no longer exists. That's in Genesis chapter 3, verse 24. That's the scripture reference. But it is also a heavenly place, which is invisible, which still exists, and it's in Revelation 2, 7. God calls it the seen and the unseen. The Garden of Eden on earth was seen. The Garden of Eden in heaven is unseen by human eyes. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. I know I'm, I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit with a lot of different scriptures. Um, so I have it written down for those of you who have the study notes. Verses 16 and 17, Hashem, God, gave the person this order. You know, he's talking about Adam. You may freely eat from every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You are not to eat from it because on the day that you eat from it, it will become certain that you will die. So let's talk quickly about this thing called Etz HaChayim, the tree of life, and then the tree of knowledge of good and evil, Now, one of the things that we've spoken very early about, and, and those who have listened to me over the years have heard this term used over again, the word Moedim. And the Moedim means the set times, the appointed times. Okay, so one of the things I love about the appointed times and set times, it's not only used for the festival system. God appointed those particular times to be celebrated in the flesh so that when Jesus came back, he would celebrate them in the spirit. And so far, he celebrated the four, right? He was uh, killed on unleavened bread. He was put in the grave on Passover. He raised again on the Feast of First Fruits, and he came back the, as the Holy Spirit in Shavuot, okay? So right now, he spiritually accomplished those four. Okay, now it's also used, which I like, times of revelation to man concerning biblical occurrences and rehearsals until the time of the main event, which becomes a celebration. So in order to be what would be considered a set time, a moedim, you would have to have three things. You'd have something to rehearse, okay, that's something biblical, that would apply to your life. You have to have something fulfilled or embodied. That is something that Jesus the Messiah fulfilled with his own life, death, burial, burial, and resurrection. As it applies to you. And then you have to have something to celebrate. Right? Post-rehearsal and performance that reminds the believer of what Jesus did in his life, death, burial, and resurrection. So we need something to rehearse, something to fulfill or embody, and something to celebrate. So we have seven feasts, now nine, but seven. There were nine intertestament feasts, which we've spoken about. But the seven given by God in Torah are the Moedim, the set times. Why? 
because they were to be rehearsed until Jesus came and fulfilled them and embodied him in his death, burial, and resurrection. And then after that, we now celebrate them. However, I tend to think that the tree of life, its existence is a Moedim. It's set in a point in time. And I know that may sound weird. And um, this is just something that I believe. Because remember, something needs to be rehearsed, right? Something needs to be fulfilled or embodied by the Messiah, right? And then something needs to be celebrated, correct? Okay. How was Etz HaHayim, the tree of life, rehearsed? Well, somebody go to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 18. Anybody, Proverbs 3, 18, whoever has it. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. She is a tree of life for all of those who do what? Who take hold of her. And then do what? And are happy who retain her. Wisdom. Wisdom is a tree of life. That's what the writer, that's what, what, what Proverbs 3.18 is saying here. Wisdom is a tree of life for those who take hold of her. And I like the fact that he gives wisdom a feminine word. You want to know why? Because wisdom can only come from the Holy Spirit of God. Ruach HaKodesh is a feminine word in Hebrew because the Holy Spirit is the one that teaches us, counsels us, nourishes us, nurtures us, raises us up. You see what I'm saying? So when we take hold of wisdom, we're taking hold of what the Spirit has through the Word of God and He teaches it for your application, for you to understand, for you to practice, and you to live it out. So in that day, you can do what? Discern good from evil. The tree of life is rehearsed, number one, in wisdom. Number two, in the fruit of righteousness. And number three, Proverbs 13, 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled. The desire fulfilled is a tree of life. You see, when he talks about the desires fulfilled, he's not talking about the desires of the flesh. He's not talking about the desires of money and all of these things. He's talking about the desires to fulfill the calling of righteousness on each and every person's life. He's talking about the desires for humility. So the tree of life is being rehearsed how? Through wisdom, the fruit of righteousness, fulfilled desires, and Proverbs 15.4, whoever has it, go ahead. A wholesome tongue is the tree of life, a perverse perverseness, I don't even know how to say that, in the breaks of the spirit. Peacemakers. A good tongue is a tree of life. They're peacemakers. You see, they're the go-betweens. They're the ones with a gentle word that can turn away wrath. Because they've learned to be quick to listen, 
slow to speak and slow to anger. So this is how the tree of life is rehearsed. Because remember, we need a rehearsal, then we need a fulfillment, and then we need a celebration. What was the fulfillment of the tree of life? Well, in Leviticus, it very simply says what? Cursed is he who hangs from a tree. It was the fulfillment. Remember, to fulfill a Moedim, it has to be fulfilled and embodied by Jesus the Messiah only in his death, burial, and resurrection. The fulfillment of the tree of life was the cross. The cross became Etz Ha'ayim because what was happening on the cross? He was dying and becoming the ultimate sin substitute. You see? He was fulfilling his call on why he came to earth, 100% man and 100% God, so that we can have what? Everlasting, abundant life with him for all eternity. So his death and the gruesome beatings he took was all so that the tree of life was going to be shown to us on that resurrection day, I mean, on that crucifixion day, on the Mount of Moriah, which is known as Golgotha, which is where Abraham took Isaac. The cross was the ultimate act of wisdom. Proverbs 3.18. The cross was the ultimate act of the fruit of righteousness. Proverbs something, something. The cross was the ultimate fulfillment of the desire of the Lord that whoever calls on his name shall be saved. And the cross was the ultimate peacemaker between us and Hashem. Because we now had Jesus, the glorious Messiah, as the go-between. So the tree of life was rehearsed with wisdom, the fruits of righteousness, fulfilled desires and peacemakers and go as a go-between. And then it was fulfilled on the cross. Now remember, to have a set time, to have a Moedim, we have to have a rehearsal, we have to have a fulfillment, and then we have to have a celebration. How was the tree of life celebrated? Daily application. You see, the scripture says, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs 9, 10. Righteousness, according to Peter, comes from God through Jesus. 1 Peter chapter 1. It is God's desire that all men be saved. 1 Timothy 2, 3, and 4. And blessed are the peacemakers. Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. So what we've established, going back to basics, all the way back to the tree of life, is that that particular tree was an actual Moedim. It was an appointed and set time that it was revealed to Adam and Eve, and then it was revealed to all humanity on that day when Jesus was crucified as the cross. And then... Its celebration will happen when we die and we walk through the gates to heaven on Rosh Hashanah. Amen. 
and we see the great king, the great sacrifice. And he says to us, welcome bride. And then he takes us into the bridal chamber. See how that works? Wow. Revelation chapter 2. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will grant to do what? I love this. Eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of Hashem himself. You see what I'm saying? The tree of life, the garden of Eden, Eden is Hashem. It is in heaven. So when we look at the, the celebration of the tree of life, it's the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The righteousness according to Peter comes from God through Jesus. It is God's desire for all men to be saved. And, and it is the, the, it's celebrated as the peacemaker. He who has an ear... Let him hear that he will, God, Hashem himself will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Back to basics. It was naturally revealed to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and it has been spiritually revealed to us when the day comes in heaven, and we saw its completion and its fulfillment that day on Mount Moriah when Jesus was crucified. As Leviticus says, cursed is every man who hangs from a tree. Etz Chahayim, tree of life. You never knew it was going to be a Moedim, a set time, an appointed time. Now we also talk, there's two trees in the garden. One we were told, well, we were, to, you know, one, this is the one we were told not to touch. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. How is this rehearsed? Hmm. The tree of knowledge and good of, of good and evil. Well, we need, we have to keep the commandments of the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 6 to 9. We must seek peace and prosperity. 1 Kings 4.25. We must work and care for our families. Proverbs 27.18. We must not be selfish in our wages and our gain. Hosea 2.12. We should not devote ourselves to shame and wickedness to prosper. We should not void truth. When wicked becomes good and good becomes wicked, laying in wait to trap each other to gain prosperity, power, and fortune. Micah chapter 7. What was the fulfillment of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? The Moedim, the set time? Get ready. You know it. The cursed fig tree. That Adam and Eve, when they went into the garden, took the fig from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because it was a fig tree. Yes. And they hid. You see, they fell to selfish desires, to selfish gain and prosper because they wanted to know as God knew. You see, they wanted their fortune told. 
The spirit of witchcraft. The spirit of divination. That's what we've talked about through. That's what Satan is. That's what he does when he speaks. He's just using witchcraft and divination to confuse you, to bamboozle you. And there's one of these things that I, I, I want to bring out. This is the only miracle of destruction that was recorded, performed by Jesus the Messiah. Matthew 21, 19 and 20, you can read it with me. Oh, I, actually, I have starting at 18, sorry. Now in the morning when he was returning to the city, he became hungry. Seeing a lone fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it except leaves only. He said to it, no longer shall there ever be any fruit from you. And at once the fig tree withered. Seeing this, disciples were amazed and asked, how did the fig tree wither all at once? And Jesus answered them and said to them, truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. And all the things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive them. You see, here's, here's what the amazing thing is. The cursed fig tree appeared to be in bloom, but was not. You see, it was appearing as though it was bearing fruit, but it is not. Remember, when God told Adam to go cultivate the garden, it was to do what? To see what fruit could come from the ground. You see, what did I need to do to get this particular fruit and that particular fruit to survive? It's the fruit of righteousness. The tree from off in the distance looked as though it was in bloom. So it looked as though it was bearing fruit. It was a deceiver. And this is the deception. It had no fruit. People of the church, we're being deceived today by false prophets and by people in the church that have no fruit because they've eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for selfish, wicked gains. And they lay in wait to trap whoever they can to gain prosperity, power, and fortune. They want to get you drunk to take advantage of you. And I'm not talking about literally physically. They want to deceive you. And they deceive others. And you know how they can deceive the, the, the pastorate of a church or the leadership of a church? Because the leaders, they don't care anymore. They don't care they're just concerned with who's coming, how much the ties are coming in. I got too much other things to worry about. Yeah. But you see, the danger is in by closing our eyes and not paying attention to righteousness, we've allowed Satan to come in with his divination and he is just giving false Hope and unrighteousness. The cursed fig tree offered life through its appearance, but had none for sustenance. Pastor Billy will continue his message in just a moment. If you would like more information about sermon series, books, and other study materials, 
you can call us at 732-314-1956 or you can email us at elanrestoration at gmail.com. You can visit us on Facebook for Shabbat and service times. And now we conclude today's message with Rabbi Billy. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, good and evil did what? It offered life, but it couldn't give it. All it could do is give death. The fig tree. Why Jesus cursed the fig tree? This is why. When you appear, appear to bear fruit, but you don't bear, the, 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 but the fruit's not there to be eaten from. You are working and serving unrighteousness. Now, how is the tree of knowledge of good and evil to be celebrated? Again, daily application. We celebrate through faith. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. We celebrate through the word of life. 1 John chapter 1. We celebrate through prayer. 1 Timothy 2, 3, and 4. We celebrate through belief in our creator and savior of all mankind, Romans 10, 9, and 10. And we celebrate by receiving the truth and the blessings of our Messiah, Psalm 24, 5, and 6. The question is how do we, as everyday believers, Continue to walk in the tree of life. Etzahim. Well, it's very simple. We recognize who Jesus is daily. We practice. I'm going all the way back to Hebrews chapter 5. Solid food is for the mature who because of practice, practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Church, it is time to go back to basics. It's time to open up Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and study. It is time to go back as Adam did and cultivate that ground. Observe that ground. Study that ground to see what fruit that ground will bear. And if it can't bear fruit, then we move away from it. So, this concludes the series that we've been doing on Back to Basics, Kazara Layesadot, and the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you shalom peace. In the precious name of Jesus, our glorious Messiah, we pray. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Billy Elias. Pastor Billy is the founder and pastor of Elon Restoration Fellowship in Toms River, New Jersey. Join us again as Pastor Billy bridges the gap between the old and new covenants. And as always, may the Lord bless you with peace.